A billion years ago, there was nothing but space. Then one of God's wet farts blew all the planets in place. There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus, but planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Uh, thank you for listening to our show. Uh, we have, we're recording this after our first new episodes have been released, so it's been exciting. So exciting. Um, thank you for all your supportive emails about things and your just other business emails, people who don't listen to the show but are email correspondents <laughs> of either of us. <laughs> <laughs> just putting that gratitude out into the universe <laughs> thank you thank you for emailing us for emailing me constantly um we have so much to talk about all of it terribly outdated mostly the olympics wrapped up <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be released so much this is gonna be released in time for the summer olympics of the next <laughs> round uh lisa and i both got really obsessed with the uh it was the an- was it the anniversary of the nancy kerrigan tanya harding thing or was there any reason why people were talking about it so much again uh wasn't that that documentary was released on netflix uh the price of gold the price of gold came out yeah there was also a really good article in the believer about it they complimented mm-hmm. each other nicely there was a lot of overlap there yeah because the documentary left me wanting more (laughs) was there the article left me wanting more and then the documentary was there we we did them in reverse order uh check them both out if you get a chance both really fascinating i basically went from thinking tanya harding was evil to thinking that she was a total victim right because i mean not a complete victim i mean kind of yeah actually i do yeah you you still don't think so i do think that she knew a lot about what was happening i think she found out i think she found out but it was also like she i don't think she you think she found i think she was was afraid i think she was afraid for her life yeah or she just like didn't she was afraid that it would ruin her life which it did it definitely did (laughs) yeah and i think you know it's hard to know it's really hard to know she definitely could have come forward earlier but I can understand why she didn't. Before watching this thing, all I really remembered about her was that she was that lady who cried a lot and her skate was always broken. Yeah. And then she like beat up this uh, that she other beat up, lady yeah. who seemed perfectly nice. Um, but yeah, the documentary is really revealing. like How sexist ice skating is. Yeah, it's all about you have to be like this feminine, pretty little ice princess and... And Tanya Harding wasn't. She was like really muscular and yeah. like skated with a lot <laughs> she of was force. Thick. She looked like she was fighting the air in every jump. And um, yeah, she was like an athlete. She wasn't yeah. really a dancer, which I love. I love that she snuck in there and became one of the best skaters. Yeah, because she was like one of two people who could do the triple axel at the time. Yeah, which is tight. Were you into like figure skating in the nineties? I mean, I was so young. I'm so much younger than Lisa, you guys. Um, <laughs> not that much younger than Lisa. No, I was. Whoa. I, I, was <laughs> I was just young enough where, like, I knew I was supposed to be into it. And my dad would be like, let's go see Christy Yamaguchi practice. I was so into Christy yeah, Yamaguchi. Yeah, I was into Christy Yamaguchi, but I also, like, I don't, I didn't really like figure skating. I always I thought I it just, was kind of prissy, but I still liked it in spite of that. And did you really? Uh, do you ever see that that one Christy Yamaguchi did where she's skating to Pure Love, that super '90s song that's like 100, percent and she's wearing this like white 
no white pants with a white long sleeved kind of lacy it's like the most 90s thing i've ever seen wow (laughs) you know i don't have any memories of watching ice skating but i remember being a christy yamaguchi fan because when i was little the way i would become a fan of something is i would ask my dad who is the best at it (laughs) and then when he would tell me i'd be like that's who i'm a fan of i and like when i was little i was like I had to do a report for school in third grade where I had to like say what I wanted to do for a living. And I was like, I want to be a journalist. And I asked my dad, I was like, what's the best newspaper in the world? And he said, the New York Times. And I was like, and what's like the best prize you can get for being a journalist? And he said, probably the Pulitzer. And so in my thing, I was like, I want to be a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist for the New York Times. Those are pretty good answers from your dad. I know, but they are. I want to know what else you asked. Were you like, who's the best cartoon? He's like, Garfield. Well, that I could judge for myself. No, but I think I was like, for things that I wasn't genuinely interested in, like sports, Mm -hmm. I I was like, who's the best basketball player? Michael Jordan, you know, was the answer. Um, I don't think I ever asked about football. I wonder what else I asked him about. I wonder if he would remember. I'll ask him. What's the best music? Michael Jackson. (laughs) Uh, Not according to my dad. According to my dad, it was probably Paul Simon. No, it was the Beatles. It was the Beatles. He said the Beatles was the best band of all time, and then I listened to a bunch of Beatles. I mean, he's right, but... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's right about a lot of stuff. I hate saying it, but it's true. I feel like it's really uncool to like the Beatles right now, even though... (laughs) You think so? (laughs) I think so. I don't think anyone's really talking about the Beatles right now. Exactly, because it's really uncool. Yeah. I have one joke where I mention the Beatles and it's really interesting when people just don't react to it at all where I'm just like, oh, you guys just actually don't know who the Beatles are or like you don't know anything about them. No. Uh, it's and it's really, inter- it's really interesting to be like, okay, I guess the Beatles aren't relevant anymore. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> um, did, you, did you have anything more to say about ice skating? No, I just... I like Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding so much. I like them both, even yeah. though this article and the system is fucked. Yeah, it makes you very sympathetic towards Tanya, and it makes you hate Nancy just a little bit. But can I say my favorite thing about Nancy Kerrigan? Yeah, is that <clears throat> the teeth? I like her teeth. <laughs> I like her teeth before and after, and I also like when she was in a parade on a float at Disneyland, and she was sitting next oh, to yeah. Mickey Mouse, and she turns to Mickey and she says, "This is." She this says, is this is so, so cheesy. Stu- this is so corny. And yeah. I, I hate it. I hate <laughs> this is it. the corniest thing <laughs> in the world. Mickey I Mouse just shrugs. Yeah, because it's a person in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what I would do if I had to sit on a parade float at Disneyland. I'd be like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. God, my head is swimming with possibilities. There's so many things. You could moon people. You could flip them off. Yeah. You could do more than just whisper to Mickey Mouse that it's stupid. Yeah. And now I just want to do all of them. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if Nancy Kerrigan had mooned everyone? Oh, my She'd be God. a hero. That, yeah. That would cha- really change the narrative. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. She was a little bitchy underneath that. Yeah, that was exterior. the thing. But I kind of like it. Yeah. It definitely makes the story more interesting. Have they made a movie about it yet? I think they must have, but yeah. it was probably like some shady movie. A Lifetime movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want them to make a fucking real movie. I know. That's it. the first thing I thought when I read that. Yeah. <laughs> We're so Hollywood now. All we think about is optioning stories. You know who should play Nancy Kerrigan is uh, Jessica Pare, that actress who's in oh, Mad Men. Oh, from Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Like That's totally true. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Now this has to happen. Let's, um, let's option <laughs> dream <this> casting. <laughs> Who would play Tanya Harding? Um, that's hard. Maybe Bing. Uh, 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 Amy Adams. Amy Adams. She was blonde, oh, maybe. Amy Adams could do it. Yeah, yeah she's tough little. Not quite white trashy enough, but but she can, but 
the as we learn from American Hustle, she does love wearing wigs. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. They would. They could probably make her up. Yeah. To look, she can kind of play anything. But it would be nice to get someone who was a little bit stockier. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, a little bit more me- leg meat. Someone who's LA fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone who's LA fat. I um I went to Scottsdale, Arizona this weekend. How's that? Um, it was good. I was really relieved that they vetoed the uh, gay marriage, the not the gay marriage thing, the uh, businesses being allowed to refuse service to gay people. So they law because before, I was like before went. I went, so I didn't have to feel like oh god. Um, but it was surprisingly fun. Our guest today gave me a bunch of tips of places to go. I went to a butterfly sanctuary in Scottsdale, which was awesome. But I totally screwed up because I was wearing like gray and black. And so then none of them landed on me. And there oh, was a guy. attracted to colors. Yeah. There was a guy there in like a day glow, like bright yellow, like workout shirt. And there were just like four butterflies oh, on him at all times. Guy. And he just <laughs> didn't care. I was so mad. I want to be like, give me your shirt. I just imagine you bottle feeding a baby butterfly. <laughs> just the tiniest little <laughs> bottle. The tiniest little <laughs> bottle. Yeah, I don't know why they called it a sanctuary. It was just like a farm. Yeah, are they, abu- <laughs> are they abused by They're not abused, but they do have to listen to Flight of the Bumblebee and like other weird butterfly themed songs, <laughs> which was interesting. Um, I went there. I went to I ate at this restaurant every day. That was across the street from my hotel called U.S. Egg, which (laughs) (laughs) sounds really gross, right? Like, I like eggs. I think they're good, but calling your restaurant that makes it sound disgusting. Is it a play on USA? Yes. You can only really tell if you chant it. Is there is there an American flag with eggs instead of stars no. as the logo? Oh God, you should work there. It just says U.S. Egg in red letters. There's like very little advertising, but if you chant it, U.S. Egg, U.S. It sounds more like it. But um, my waitress was pregnant because they <laughs> take the theme very seriously. I was just like, there's something about you have a fertilized egg inside of you right now. And this is like all very gross. Did you bring this up to her? No, I didn't. I was just like kind of working it out in my head because I didn't have anything else to do in Scottsdale. Um, But they had something on the menu called like you could get a sauce with your omelet. They had three different sauces. They had salsa, hollandaise and gentleman sauce (laughs) have you heard of that uh is it like donkey sauce is it like what's donkey sauce guy fieri's oh (laughs) i don't know i don't think it was a signature sauce i I don't know it wasn't like our signature gentleman sauce what is it but i asked i was like out of curiosity what is gentleman sauce do i get to pick the gentleman um (laughs) i didn't say that but uh (laughs) she was like it's like a creamy mushroom type of (laughs) I was like, that's way too close to what I was thinking it was. (laughs) Anyway, Scottsdale's weird, but it was fun. (laughs) They have come at their egg restaurants and you can get it as a sauce. (laughs) What the fuck? Both male and female fertility is is represented on the menu there. (laughs) You want to do one on fun? Okay. You have one? Uh, sure. I'll see if you have an answer for this. What's the most like douchey Hollywoody? 
thing that's happened to you since moving here oh this isn't really that douchey but adam levine was at a coffee shop i was at the other day oh yeah that was like a couple days ago how was that it was amazing no he was with a big group of people and he was with like a girl with a hat and he was like rubbing her back um (laughs) what like what what, how do you define like a douchey hollywood experience no that definitely i mean he is kind of douchey right yeah He's in Maroon 5. How much douchier can you get? <laughs> I am really unattractive. Me too. So unattractive. And I, what, what about him do you find unattractive? This just got really mean. Oh, just everything. Whatever, he's just a bazillionaire. His, I don't like his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, he's got kind of like funky skin. Yeah. Well, but, you know, he's in all those acne commercials now. Oh, really? Yeah. He's an acne survivor. God, he's so rich. <laughs> he's, he's so, so rich. rich. I, I that know. degrades all other survivors to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess that's maybe the douchiest thing that's, sure. that's happened to me. I'm sure there's something else that has happened. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was up there, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. Lisa. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had to get one adjective tattooed on your butt, what would it be? Uh, it would be smart because <laughs> to replace my favorite pair of underwear that is now gone. Oh yeah. We said, got an email about this. It said smart on the butt and I'm so dumb. It never occurred to me that it was a play on smart ass. Yeah. I just thought, I just thought. So you would get the word <laughs> smart tattooed on your butt because you miss a pair of underwear. Well, if I had to, yeah. I can't think of any other adjective. What, like, like you can't think of a single other adjective, or just one that you would like on your butt. Fun, yeah, I'm fun, <laughs> yeah. Fun on your butt would be pretty good. Fun butt, yeah. Uh, I, where on my butt, like, ladies' choice. It could okay. be coming out of the hole if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need to just like picture that for a while? Yeah. All right. Look for this uh, conversation in Lisa's next book. <laughs> Just a list of options. <laughs> I'll have to think it over. Uh, uh, it's time for Wiki of the Week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. We're going to introduce our guest for this week. We're very excited to have her. She's a hilarious comedian. You might have seen her on Comedy Central or the dearly departed Nikki and Sarah live on MTV. Uh. Please welcome Sarah Schaefer. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for being on. This yeah, is... Can I just say one thing about uh, the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding? Oh, you sure please. Can. please. Say totally eight things. missed the mark on who should play Tanya Harding. Who? Who? The other one. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> See, that, I did think of that, but then her okay. her face, I feel she like, is too... She can do She's too... Um, you, do you think she's too, like, hard enough? She's, Have you yeah. seen Winter's Bone? <laughs> Yeah, but she has that baby youthful uh, face. I can rough it up. Yeah. No, you're right. She can play trash. She's Hollywood so well. fat. But they didn't. She is Hollywood fat. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't trash her up enough for American Hustle. She's supposed to play an alcoholic. No, she looked too sweet. She looked yeah. too sweet. I don't know they if she can be. They were just too precious with that 70s makeup. They were like they were. having so much fun with it. I <laughs> loved the, the news story that she had to have like five copies of that white dress she was wearing because she wouldn't stop eating Doritos in it. I love her. I, love I know. Her so I know people are, are are like, I've had enough. I'm over it. No, I'm not great. over it. <laughs> I love her. You're firmly under it. it. I'm not. Yeah. 
All right. Um, Continue. This week's Wikipedia page (laughs) was sent to us by Kate Menzies. Could not be a more perfect name for this Wikipedia page. (laughs) Uh, This week's Wikipedia page is Otherworld Kingdom. Hmm. Um, I highly recommend opening it up while you listen to this. Okay. The Otherworld Kingdom, frequently abbreviated OWK, was a large commercial BDSM and femdom facility resort and micronation. Micronation. (laughs) There's so much in here that I love. Um, Which opened in 1996 using the buildings and grounds of a 16th century chateau located in thing I cannot pronounce in the Czech Republic. (gasps) Although not recognized by any other country because of sexism, it maintained Mm -hmm. its own currency, passports, police force, courts, state flag, and state hymn. And the flag just has like a big onk symbol on it. It's amazing. Um, it has a coat of arms too. Yeah, wow. I can't tell what's on the coat of arms. Um, it's beautiful. It's, got it's like a like snake and stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was this ever the subject of a real sex episode? Oh god, because there I was hope one so. where they had like a, a, a. It was like a Disney World for sexual stuff, and it was oh, yeah. like this weird. It was definitely in a European nation. Oh really? It might have been Germany because there is one of those in Korea. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, this was like a, there were different rooms. It was just a, it was a mansion. Okay. So this this couple ran it and it is an amazing episode of Real Sex. You should look it up. Um, The Otherworld Kingdom is is not run by a couple. It is a matriarchy (laughs) Oh, uh, where women rule. It's ruled by Queen Queen Patricia the First, an absolute monarch. She is able to amend laws and other legal issues. Her other roles include Sublime Supreme Administrator which means supervision over all activities within the area and the office of the Supreme Administrator, Sublime Administrator of the Treasury, financial issues, and of the Queen's Court and the Queen's Guard. Um, Below the Queen is a series of different classes. The first is Sublime Ladies, or Lady Citizens, who form the kingdom's nobility. Are all the people, is this people go there to be like, okay, I want to serve the queen because I'm, yes, I'm, I'm a submissive and I, and this is like, it's for submissive men and dominant women. Yeah. Of being part of some kind of hierarchy. Yeah. One of the criteria of being a citizen is you have to own at least one male slave. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, to become a citizen, a woman must fulfill. This is such a long process. (laughs) So to become a citizen, a woman must fulfill certain criteria. They are the woman must have reached the age of consent she must have the good first yeah good good first first rule let's start there (laughs) (laughs) the ownership of at least one male slave obeying the principles and laws of the owk sending an application for citizenship Mm -hmm. okay that sounds like and spending at least five nights in the area of queen's palace i love how it's capitalized area yeah. of Queen's Palace. Like, that means her pussy. No. <laughs> Up in that area. But no. I do like that, that it's like you have to like hang out with her. She has to think you're cool, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, She's that's what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next class are the Queen's subjects. These are men who follow other world kingdom law, obey the Queen and pay her taxes, but have some rights such as freedom to travel on, own property and deal with such property, have children, change employment, enterprise and state his opinion. Oh, which seems like a given. But then the lowest class is the slave class. This is a male class who have forfeited all rights, are property of the queen or sublime ladies and are considered to be on the level of a f- normal farm animal. Also, a oh. lot of men's dreams. <laughs> yeah. My fucking God. 
you got to commit. I mean, this is yeah. not like, okay, I'm going to go be a normal farm animal for a day. Yeah. No, it's like, this you, is all the time. Do they have a safe word? I know. I don't think, I don't I think, think your do. safe word is you leave. Yeah. <laughs> Are you permitted to? Um, not do allowed. cows have a safe word? No, no. they do not. <laughs> it's moo and they've been saying it <laughs> so long. I know. They just won't stop. <laughs> Uh, that was a really good joke, Lisa. Is, oh God. <laughs> um, so the sad thing about this is that it no longer exists. Um, the site was three hectares in area with several buildings and it's a pretty t- small and a two hundred acres. Yeah, that's tiny. Of course they That's call really them tiny. Hectares. <laughs> <laughs> and a two hundred and fifty m. I don't know what the m stands for. Meter oval track, mm. small lake and grass lawns. The main building was the Queen's Palace, which was the residence of the monarch. And contained a banqueting hall, library, throne room, torture chamber, schoolroom, gym, and extensive basement prison, <laughs> the cells of which could be hired. Additional visitor accommodation was provided in the long house, including the Queen Countess Elizabeth Bathory chambers, complete with two torture cham- chambers. So, there, so you go stay there. All said and done, that sounds like four torture chambers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extensive um, basement prison. Don't yeah. forget about that. I was counting that toward the total. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was also a swimming pool, pub, restaurant, and the Wanda nightclub. <laughs> the Wanda nightclub? I really want to know. That's Wanda Sykes. What's the Wanda? Yeah, I really hope it's named after Wanda Sykes, but I kind of doubt it. I clicked um, on it and it just it took takes me to, to Venus, Venus and, and furs. furs. What the heck? <laughs> oh, this is a really confusing Wikipedia page. Whoa, sawdust covered indoor riding hall and stables. Oh my god, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> it took that much for you to be in. The thing Are they riding horses the or, or they're male slaves? Oh, that's a really good right? question. I mean, I can't tell which is which because I just see them as farm animals now. Yeah, you know? they're just like, like are you a man horses? or a horse? I'm noticing something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, go up. Yeah. Purported currency, Dom, D O M, D-O-M? is oh, like, wow. like USD. Is yeah. United States? I wonder what is D O M uh, an like, existing currency or is that something they made up? I think that's what they called it. Like, I'll give you one Dom for that apple. Like they, oh, that's what wow. they called their currency, which that's is amazing. Great. That's amazing. Um, so the current stat, the motto of the country is women over men, mm-hmm. <laughs> which Love God, it. I am so on board for this. Uh, the status is current as an internet club no longer has its former landed estate. Oh, so it's mm-hmm. not actually existing. Wait, it doesn't capital. exist. They put it up for sale in the like capital is black city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I was trying to see what happened because I sent this to my friend and she was like, this is the fucking coolest shit I have ever read. Why did it stop? So I tried to look it up and I found this article that said um, part of the reason why it failed is because it was a fantasy and it was a male driven fantasy. It wasn't a female driven fantasy. That's interesting. At the end of the day. At the end of the day. Submissive is the one in control. Do you think that's that's true? Mm -hmm. Yep. Submissive. The dominant needs the submissive more. Um, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, Just, the submissive is the one that creates that need for there to be doms or... And the permission, yeah. too. I don't it, know. It's uh, Secretary. The movie Secretary also confirmed that for me. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, 
the doms pictured on the website are young and attractive, always dressed in fetish wear, projecting a cool and haughty demeanor. Activities centered around punishing and humiliating the males. And while you can, of course, expect this in a femdom environment and also expect that some doms would enjoy these activities, the facility geared little else to the pleasure of, little, of the ladies, mm-hmm. which I think is very interesting. So they're saying that if it had been more female oriented, mm-hmm. it could have been more successful. But uh, I sent I sent that to my friend, and she said, seriously, feel like I just found out I was adopted. Then I find out my biological parents are the coolest people on earth. <laughs> then I find out they died in a car crash last week. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, I don't have a whole, much, a whole lot more to say about this. If you could recreate this, what would you change? Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> um... I, I just the facilities could have used, you know, like a day spa, a day spa, yeah, a day spa, and maybe um, uh, one less little mini golf gender. course, or, you know, just some, some yeah, yeah more some some more touches. Yeah, I really wonder. Alley. I really want to know what Queen Patricia was like. I know. I oh, want to yeah. see a picture of her. I know, but her I mean, just link on the Wikipedia Beyonce, page. But. She's never. Uh, directly pictured I, I think oh huh. my god if it was Beyonce how, what if it was Beyonce you guys oh my god it all weird. makes sense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think it's possible considering this was founded in 1996 mm. and Beyonce was supposedly only like 11 then or something yeah, well that mm. would violate one of the first rules of of, uh, of, of the yeah. UK yeah mm-hmm. which is she you she had not reached the age yeah. of consent That's mm-hmm. right. um but uh, I don't know the age of consent in the Czech Republic. It's probably or August. in the other world kingdom, <laughs> sure which is its, its like own micronation. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I would love to see this revived in some way. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think the BDSM part can stay in, but I think in general it should just be like non-sexual domination as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be enough rich women in it would it just be i mean i'm thinking about pitching this and i'm just like "Eh, it's just gonna end up being like a lesbian paradise right Mm -hmm. which i would still hang out in yeah right i don't know (laughs) i'm bummed that this is gone i'm i really am i'm really sad i didn't find out about this until it was over um there's probably another one brewing somewhere. <laughs> it's probably out in the desert nearby, oh, near LA. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Well, thanks to Kate Menzies for sending this to us. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, Other World Kingdom, please keep sending us your Wikipedia pages, babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. That concludes Wiki of the Week. And we're back with Sarah Schaefer. Hello. Hi, thank mm. you for being on the show. Thank you for We're me. such big fans of yours. Um, you wanted to talk about your job, yeah, <laughs> that you had. What's the title? Okay, I was a. Uh, the title they gave me was kind of weird. It was financial analyst mm-hmm. for at a securities fraud firm. What qual- firm? what were your qualifications for that uh, position? I <laughs> literally knew a guy. It was like, <laughs> I majored in theater and English and I worked for, when I graduated college, I went to New Orleans and I got the first job I could get, like classified ads, found a job and it was basically being an assistant to like this rich dude and his law school buddy or old friend um, was a partner at this firm in New York. So when I moved to New York a year later, he set me up with an interview and I got this job. Can we back up real quick? You were an yeah. assistant to a rich dude in New Orleans. Yes. 
That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> what was the weirdest thing that he made you do? Um, well, it was weird. It was uh, I kind of truncated the job. I worked for a firm that had very wealthy clients, and the guy I, the guy I worked for at the firm was also a wealthy man. He's awesome, and we're still pals. The guy that I worked for, I would like I basically became one of their clients' main assistants. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and his mother is Ruth of Ruth Chris Steakhouse. What? I don't and know what that is, but Lisa sounds it's impressed. A <laughs> it's a restaurant with the craziest name. Yeah, it's a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. She bought a, a steakhouse called Chris's Steakhouse <laughs> in New Orleans. And she called it Ruth's <laughs> Chris Steakhouse. And she Names. like built it from the ground up and then they sold the business and he had a lot of money. Well, from that. Chris built it from the ground up. Ruth bought well, it. She from turned the it ground. into a franchise. Okay. Yeah. She, she's she the one that up. made it into a big thing. It's okay. a huge, huge deal. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the worst name. It's a cool story. But anyway, <laughs> I think the weirdest thing he made me do was um, like pay his kids college tuition with his American Express card. Oh, yeah. <laughs> at NYU. That's weird. Like we're talking like. Oh my god! A shitload of money uh, on a credit card, and then he would just pay it off because he wanted the he points. wanted the points because he would upgrade I get that. to yeah. first class. Every I knew how to do all that stuff for a while. Like I at the time, you know, but this is before like everything was like so app heavy, and you know there yeah. was no iPhone at the time, so it was like I was on. I knew how to get on the phone and like upgrade a ticket, and like mm-hmm. I knew his credit card number by heart because he paid for everything on it. And Do you then, still know it by heart? No, I don't. <laughs> you I could just I make did. like a couple twenty dollar purchases just, here and he there, and he would wouldn't. not notice. He wouldn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> but his assistant that, would. Like the, the other charges are like thirty grand. Yeah. They would be like, "What kind of limit does he have?" We've got um, some suspicious activity. You spent only twelve dollars yeah, at Old weird. Navy. <laughs> you were in an Old Navy. We were calling to alert you. Um, uh, but yeah, and so then when I went to New York, I got this job. Um, at this law firm that is a plaintiff's securities fraud firm. And what that means is I moved to New York right when Enron happened and like WorldCom and they, this firm, these types of firms sue public companies who have misled their investors. They do class actions on behalf of the stockholders. So it's not the same as the government going after Enron for criminal charges. This is the private class action on behalf oh. of the investors and stockholders. So you were like on the good guy's side, right? Well, kind of. <laughs> that's, that's when I learned there is no such thing. <laughs> and everyone just wants money. Um, no, it, it was sort of a racket in a way, but... Um, they represented in the way the law was set up to prevent these like wild, you know, like frivolous lawsuits. Um, and they would try to make sure that the class was legitimate. And so the lead plaintiff had to be uh, a major institutional investor, such as the New York City Teachers Pension Fund. So like a giant investor had to be the lead plaintiff of the whole class and a sympathetic one like the teachers yes yeah yeah it made it more wholesome and the law firm that represented the lead plaintiff is the law firm that would get the case and then get the the fees and because this was like very i called it like high level boutique ambulance chasing (laughs) Uh, and i know i say ambulance wrong but just (laughs) deal with it i like it (laughs) Um, <laughs> it was like a sassy New Orleans way of yeah. saying yeah, ambulance. A- ambulance. Ambulance. So, <laughs> so the way that they, uh, the way they figured out 
who should be the lead plaintiff was not only it was like a bidding war so like the firefighters would come in and then the teachers would come in and whoever had the most damages in the case whoever lost the most money would get the case as lead plaintiff and then the that firm would get the case and get an enormous amount of money they would get way more money than any individual investor would get (laughs) so it was pretty disturbing yeah that is Um, once i realized what was going on when i started i was just like a spreadsheet person like i was just putting i was looking through paper documents for like so say we were doing a worldcom case i would look through the paper records of one of our clients for trades to see if they had bought the, the stock and i would like write it down because that's all the records oh God, they had at the time. So it was boring. so <laughs> fucking boring. So boring. And so then, but then I learned how to actually calculate the damages. And the girl that taught me and was my boss left. And I became the head of the damages team. Oh my God. And I was calculating damages for WorldCom and all these other places, like all these other cases, these high profile cases. And they were using my math in court documents <laughs> and I'm like, is so any? and they'd be like, these, these are right. You double You're checked like, it. Right. And I'm major like, major English minor. Or? <laughs> I have to go to an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Holy I don't, shit. I just stumbled into this job and like, I was there for like four and a half years. Whoa. Oh my God. And, You're good at it. Um, sounds like I, did they win? I was well, good at it. They, did they, they win? became <laughs> like the top, one of the top two firms while I was with them. But it wasn't because of me, but it was just, Uh, come on. (laughs) Um, It was a very hostile work environment. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, it was just a boys club and they were like a small firm that quickly became big and and wealthy. And there was a little bit of that, like, you know, there was a lot of egos that play. The partners would fight a lot. And there was, it was very anti-woman there. Like when I was there, a girl, um, a uh, female lawyer like left and, and sued them and like you know the stuff you would hear was just I got sexually harassed when I like yeah when I was on the job by my boss he yeah. would just say sexual shit to me and I would just be like like what just it that's this is the thing we're talking it wasn't yeah. a big deal but fuck deal, you it is a like, big deal yeah, like, microaggressions like um, yeah micro exactly so I actually just shot a web series that's based on moments from this job um, hopefully it'll be out eventually. It's called Day Job. You know, oh, Google it. But um, hopefully it will be out. You didn't want to call it uh, Damages Analyst or <laughs> I whatever. To call it. <laughs> I wanted to call it Damages, but there's already an amazing <laughs> TV show starring Glenn Close. <laughs> um, no, but uh, anyway, there's th- this moment I made into a scene for my uh-huh. web series. Um, mm-hmm. I had been doing comedy, and one of my main goals was to get like listed in a paper or timeout new york or like that was i just wanted my name mentioned as being in a show or having a show (laughs) (laughs) these little goals that i had and i had a show called sarah schaefer is obsessed with you and it was like a little bi-weekly talk show and i did it on basement theater and um i started getting some press for it and it was in new york post like i was with a little picture like in the corner of like what's hot this week and it was the best thing that i thought i'd made it and it was (laughs) the best thing that ever happened to me and you know i have the paper and like everyone is like oh my god like in the office they're all like look at you you're famous yay you know and um my boss came in and he was like sarah shaver's obsessed with you you know what you should call it sarah shaver's sexually obsessed with you (laughs) 
looks what like a bad And then itch. he left the room. Yeah, that's also just a bad idea. Just, you know, <laughs> in addition like to being that, creepy. Just little things like that. Oh, that's like, why yeah. are you saying? And you can see his you know you brain do? would be like trying to figure out a way to say the thing he wanted to say without it being sexual harassment. <laughs> it's like, no, but you still you said still, something yeah, sexual. All you did was encourage me to put the word sex in something that I'm doing. You know, and he would tell me like, you should wear short skirts when you perform because that would like really help you. He said that? Yeah. And I was oh like, God. okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, he sounds cool. Yeah. We Cur- just, we would have a debate. Is he evil or is he dumb? And we couldn't, <laughs> do you we think couldn't tell. Mu- do you think they're mutually exclusive? They might. Yeah, they could. He could be both. <laughs> I feel like to be truly game. evil, though, you have to have you have intelligence. To be smart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does make you more yeah. evil if you know better. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been sexually harassed, Lisa, at work? Uh, yeah. I was a personal assistant for two years, and my boss used to say weird stuff to me about really? how I should be spanked and stuff. <gasps> oh, oh my god! But, okay, here's the oh. thing. Here's the weird. Th- You're you- like I worked at Old World Kingdom or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Is that Other what it's Kingdom? Uh, no, <laughs> I was just Kingdom. just in a little warehouse in Glendale. Mm-hmm. But um, he was super hot, so I kind of didn't mind. <laughs> Oh, that's don't the say whole, that. don't say that that's what but makes them think that you they can what? do it it was the one situation that's where that's ever happened here's the thing attractive men who are listening look into your heart are you super hot he You're probably not you he, probably aren't no. so don't sexually have you harass ever people. dated madonna because my boss did oh, oh. so, so oh. that also gave warren it- Beatty? no, oh, no. <laughs> i wish <laughs> yeah, and probably dating madonna gives you some ideas about like when spanking is appropriate probably like a broader right? a probably broader true. definition He's probably pretty good at it <laughs> oh my god he never like made me un- he never like touched me or made me afraid or anything so. that just ruins it though like for oh your boss what what ruins what <laughs> well if he is a hot guy right. and he is somebody that you'd be like that would be he would be fun to fuck you know in your mind mm-hmm. yeah but it, you're still he like, just that ruined was, it by he being still didn't a creep know that i that's, thought that right that's <laughs> creepy yeah. it's not appropriate in that in no. that dynamic no. to bring that up no yeah no you're also not like a super flirtatious person, so I'm sure you weren't like giving him the wrong signal. Oh too. no! I would, like every time yeah. he said something like that, I would just be like, "Uh oh, okay," <laughs> leave the room. No. I don't think I've ever been sexually harassed in the workplace. What am I doing wrong? Mm. You're not working for douches. Yeah, so. I've had I've people say for, douchey things to me like constantly, but yeah, yeah. not a lot of it. Would, I I've found sexual for, harassment. I've worked for douches, but just not that kind of douche. I also just have I never think, worked in a, like a, a place where like I had to dress professionally, which I think lends itself to more but sexual also harassment. Things have changed. I think people True, yeah. are more aware that they're they really are like you can't. You get will away get with sued. That. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But what about like being in comedy? Like, don't you? guys definitely know comedians who are kind of right well i've gotten sexually pissed, harassed right? but they're not my employers yeah yeah right right, right. they're I your co-workers they're my co-workers so. that yeah. is their colleagues and it's inappropriate yes it is yeah. i will i yeah i'm not gonna pretend like it hasn't happened there i've had comics tell me that they've masturbated to me before <laughs> that's <laughs> fucking awful yeah after giving me a long hug I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I need to know That's who. Really I, I need, I'll tell you after. Okay. Yeah. You tell me after. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh Let's just God. wrap this up. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts off. Yeah. Um, the like technical mm. difficulties music comes on. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think it's anyone who would like surprise you or yeah. who like anyone mm-hmm. who's I've heard some heard really of. nasty stories about male comedians and what they think they can get away with with female comedians. Really? It's like, yeah. come on, you know. I mean, yeah. we'll not say who, but there is a comedian in New York who just like everyone has seen a picture of his dick because he sent it to someone who did not want it oh, and she was like i guess i'm gonna just show this to everyone now oh. that's another lesson is if you send your dick pic to someone who doesn't want it who, who also hasn't specifically asked who for hasn't it. specifically asked for it who knows 800 of the same people as you do everyone you know has seen your dick now just God. i think even if i did want it i'd show it to everyone <laughs> <laughs> say that that's gonna discourage people from sending dick pics i know you just totally ruined it for yourself the only dick pic i bet something that i, I yeah don't want to dick pic. i will be di- i will pic. be discreet i will show it to no one <laughs> you're like making requests. <laughs> yeah the dick lizard is the only dick pic i've ever gotten that i've liked it's something i didn't know i wanted but oh yeah once we asked people to send us dick pics and occasionally that they do they do oh my yeah gosh. and what someone painted his like a lizard for lisa yeah oh wow that it was a time had yeah. googly eyes and legs oh my god <laughs> and it's unclear was he erect when he painted it I don't know. It kind of seems. I think if he had, you'd been, have to stretch the skin. Yeah, out. otherwise it would look like tie dye. I still need to. That's what get, That's what gets him off is painting his dick. I'm sure it was hard. I'm the whole sure time. it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. It's like a delicate little. Yeah, just like painting mm-hmm. on. Yeah, yeah, that sounds fine. Anyways, that anyway. was a good <laughs> pick. Wow, that's a. We'll talk about it every episode. Yeah. On. <laughs> so you worked there for four and a half years. Yeah. How did? It was um, crazy. I mean, it was like I hated it, and but it was good money, and I but I was just like I know every second I'm here is slowing me down. Yeah, with my comedy, and um, I would be in the elevator when the elevator would go to the top. It was in Midtown, and it was like on the penthouse floor of this huge office building, and I just I would just feel doom. The closer the the elevator got to the top floor, I was I'm just like you stuck with it you, for so long. You worked on the top floor, yeah. Oh my god! And it was just <laughs> so like, ominous. I know. I'm <laughs> just floor. picturing like a Transylvanian castle on the top of a hill, and then the elevator <laughs> going to the top a of square the square office building. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was crazy, and it was like it was it was funny because like in the beginning, you know, they were like they all treated me like their kid sister who was funny, right. and they all yeah. supported me, and like. But the the firm changed and grew so much by the time I left. Like when I left, they beg. I when I was first there, it got word got around. Sarah wants to be a comedian. Sarah's a comedian. Like oh, and God. then and all that shit happens. We're like, say something funny. You're gonna, you're gonna get a lot Definitely of material to a here. Show. Yeah. Um. And. <laughs> I man, I used a lot of people at that office for bringer shows. Like oh, I, really? I would walk oh. around and be like, "Are you coming? Are you coming?" Like I can't <laughs> perform unless you come. Um, and then uh, they had me do like a. Um, they were like, "Can you make like a funny slideshow or a funny video for our Christmas party, making fun of the partners?" And I was like, "Sure," mm-hmm. and I did it. And I made this video and it it was so weird. And I like didn't know. I mean, this is like in the, this is before YouTube. Like, uh-huh. I mean, for me to be able to edit a video, I can't believe I, I mean, this is like on a PC, like <laughs> using like front, what, I don't even, not front page. Cause that's, I don't know, whatever the old school, like video editor yeah. program on Microsoft, like on windows was. And I made this video and it was kind of making fun of them. And I don't even remember what it was about, but 
they loved it. I mean, everyone really? went crazy <laughs> laughing. People were drunk. I mean, it was just like I was a celebrity. They practically carried me out of the Christmas party, <laughs> like on their shoulders. Like it was, it was. Can like, you remember any of the jokes from it? I remember there being this thing about like there was somebody had given me. Oh, I did like a whole. Oh, I never remember. I did like a Blair Witch thing. <laughs> So parody of, of Blair Witch. Um, <laughs> it is topical because it was when it was like right around the time that that came out, uh, or like oh maybe God. a few years later. I love that um, so much. And I did like a parody of Blair Witch, like because one of the big dramas in the office was like when people somebody kept heating up fish in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> like there was an uh, office email like don't you know like there was these really angry office emails about the fish in the microwave and so i did a thing about like where someone had cooked fish in the microwave and i freak out and i'm in the file room alone with the camera like crying like who did it you know like <laughs> so stupid and then it was like then it became this video about like how Elliot spitzer comes and tries to like say this is before he was like a, a whoring uh, before that um, freak. scandal broke yeah um and he comes and tries to figure out who left the fish in my grave and he like goes through each partner i did all this with like oh voiceover God. and like slides and pictures like it's wow. i can't believe and then i did a thing um it's they had literally so dated it's so dated, so dated. Blair Witch this was like 2002 elliot spitzer 2002 oh my God. so th- this is 12 years ago so so then um they had given me, and this is all leading to somewhere. They had given me this audio. I don't know what it was for. The main partners, like the most powerful man in the firm, his son was like a musician of some kind or something and had done something where he had recorded, he had a really deep voice and he did like a, a Barry White impression. And he did, the, they had somehow, they had this audio of the main guy at the firm talking like this, like, hey girl take your pants off like this like really sexual shit in a very white voice and they all thought it was so funny and it was because it was like that's that old like decrepit white man <laughs> like doing this very white thing so i um used some they were like use the audio use some of the audio these are other partners in the firm telling me to do this like put the audio of him talking like that into the video and that's the part that everyone just went like, crazy over yeah. yeah and this is like you know or in the early days of the firm and so then when I left, they begged me to show that video at my go- going away party, mm-hmm. like <gasps> in a conference room it, at lunchtime. They like had a goodbye thing for me and they begged me to show it. And the main partner was so offended <gasps> that like they almost fired my <laughs> boss who had nothing to do with it. It was one of the other partners that had begged me. Why were they oh so offended? God. Like what? Because it was like kind of inappropriate and we were showing yeah. it during the yeah. day, not at a Christmas party or whatever, and things had changed. He, they had been sued for sexual harassment by oh, this point shit. and like discrimination and like all this stuff. So like, oh, that's so, so I, at the moment we put it on, I realized, cause I was like, I don't want to do that. That's, it's not even funny anymore. It's so stupid. And they're like, come on, please do it for me. And it, the woman who was asking me to do it, it was a partner at the firm. She asked me to do it because, and I, I agreed because she was, she came to see me perform all the time. Oh, and like, and you owed I her felt for all I of owed the terrible stand up you had yeah, made her watch. I felt I owed her this. So I did it. And then the moment it came on, I re- I was like, oh my God, this is not the right setting for this. <laughs> and this is different and things have changed. And now since then they, um, they said I would never be allowed to set foot in that office again. Like I wanted to go back and what? say hi to my friends and like, they're like, no, 
they won't let you come back. And, oh, I, and wow. now, so then when I like got my TV show, I was like, I know they're all talking about it. Like, look at Sarah go. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. You banned me for my comedy. I know. Um, it does. <laughs> when you were telling the story about it killing, it's like when in a certain light, when you work for like, when you're like the comedian in the mm. office, like it's kind of the easiest crowd you'll ever have. Ever. Yeah. All you can but, do is make fun of them yeah. and they go crazy. Oh, yeah. Make they're fun so of them. flattered by it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but then there's like weird lines that you mm-hmm. don't know where they are. Yeah. Because you have not been raised in I polite society stuff. and that's why you're a comedian. I exactly. Say stuff every day that I could be sued for sexual harassment in the office for, but. No really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, well, it's uh, like when I. Um, they hired me at one point to do a comedic presentation as part of their client forum Whoa. that they would invite their clients every year and do like ed- educational stuff. And like there were, it was in this like really fancy yacht club in, in Manhattan. Like cra- it looked crazy. <laughs> oh and there God. was all these flags and like ship, you know, those like ships inside bottles. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, they hired me to go and give this comedic presentation and I did like a PowerPoint that was like making fun of like the big bad corporations like Enron and like all those things. And, and like the audience didn't understand that it was, that it was supposed to be funny. And I had to be like, this is supposed to be funny. Like, and I had to tell them that and I ended the thing and I get off stage and they like paid me extra to do it, which was why it was like towards the end of me working there. And I was like, Oh my God, fine. I needed the money. And so and then when I got, when it was over, like that that guy, the main guy, who the Barry White guy comes up to me, and goes, "Well, I thought it was funny," and he like patted me oh, on the shoulder. God, and I was that's like, the that's worst. the worst. That's the worst. You're a terrible person. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, we have to get to expert <laughs> oh, sorry, hours soon. I oh no, no, no! Too long about my. It's totally, uh, totally fine. Dave. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> Can you you can stick around for expert hour, right? Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? You live in LA now. I do, guys. Which is very I live exciting. in LA. Just check me out in LA. Um, no, this <laughs> is <laughs> like driving around. Um, no, I well, very soon I have two new things coming out, which is my web series day job and a new radio show at WNYC called Lies. Awesome. <gasps> and those will be out hopefully in the next month or two. Sometime in so spring. So will this podcast. Spring, right. <laughs> so hopefully by the time this comes out, so one yeah. of those things will be, I've been working on both of them for a really long time, so I'm like just itching to get it out. But What's anyway. the radio show about? It's um, really short. It's me interviewing someone, um, very Terry Gross NPR style, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but every answer they give me has to be made up. <laughs> and it's so that's fun. So great. That's great. They go. They get drunk with power. Yeah. <laughs> they get. I feel like that's. There's mm-hmm. probably going to be like one or two people who you have on it who it's going to set them on a path for the rest of their lives where they're yeah. just going to feel emboldened to just. There's some people who go really absurd, and then like Colin Quinn did it, and there were points where I was like, I'm not sure if he's telling them. Like I, can't. it was like a live version of his Twitter. It is. It totally was. Wow. I was like, I can't tell if you're being real with me or not. Like, what part of this is false and what part is based in reality? Oh like, it was awesome. Who else did you have on it? Um, Jim Gaffigan. Oh my god. Wyatt Snack. These are all Jenny nice. Slate. People I really want to hear Scoble. tell lies. Slate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are any of them really? Are any of them bad at making up lies? Probably not. Um, These no one yet. 
Michael Ian Black is the best. Really? Was the best. Oh, but we still have a few to record, and um, I can't say who they might be, but they might be really famous people, so hopefully it'll work out. All right. Uh, really heard famous. It here I first. think all the people that are have done it are famous. So, like, but more famous than those more people. More famous than those people. All yeah. right. So, so Jennifer we'll Lawrence. See. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> oh, my God. She would be so good. Right? Would she, she be though? so good at you it? You know she would. Oh, she just. Only one way to find out. Jennifer, if you're listening, Sarah I know wants you're a huge you. fan of baby geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge fan. Oh, my God. That would be so crazy. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> that would I'm going to so work crazy. on it. I wouldn't put it past her. She's very likable. She is. And liking our show is a very likable thing to do. It is. <laughs> uh, people want to follow you on Twitter. Are you yeah. still Sarah Schaefer One? Sarah Schaefer One. Because oh uh, I was. Having your own TV show is not enough to get Sarah Schaefer. <laughs> no, I actually, it was available. But when I joined Twitter so early, I didn't understand how important it would be. Uh-huh. And I made it my, a- my AOL Instant Messenger screen name. Yeah. My- Sarah Schaefer One. <laughs> My first Twitter handle was hella tough, which is like not not even related yeah. to my name at all. Very, very vaguely. Yeah, I missed the boat on that one. Yeah. But can't you can't you like once you get famous, kick someone off of no. like well, Pete Holmes? Once did you're it. verified, by the yeah. way. Which I am. Yeah. Uh you can't ever change it. You what? are I am ser- I am linked. I mean, I guess you could if you knew someone yeah. on Twitter, you could figure it out. But yeah. they were like you have to be absolutely sure this is your the Twitter handle you want because wow. we will only verify you, Sarah Schaefer, born in Richmond, Virginia. Da, 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 like oh me my god! As this person, because that's the whole point of it is to verify, yeah, that it's you, which I think is so stupid. I think the whole thing is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of absurd. All right, Sarah okay. Schaefer, everybody. Yeah, Sarah Yay. Schaefer one. Nice. It's time now for expert hour. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We need an expert. We need an expert. We need an expert hour. Welcome back to Baby Jesus from that 10 second theme song. Um, very excited about this expert hour. Um, our expert this week is an expert on something that I'm actually very curious about. Not curious enough to sit through the documentary about it on Netflix. So this is like a perfect compromise. <laughs> um, he's an expert on ayahuasca. Please welcome Manny. Yay. Oh, thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. So um, for people who don't know, what is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is a, uh, is a magical, like a psychedelic brew that uh, originated in Peru uh, in the Urubamba region of the Amazon okay. River. And have you never partaken? I've never done it. I know some people who have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yes. uh, You take it. You imbibe it, and you barf, and then (laughs) you learn. You barf for days. Oh wow! For days. For days on end. For many, many, many days, you barf and you barf and you barf, until finally you maybe you might turn into a condor, or maybe um, you learn a little bit of. uh, You end up alone in the desert, confused. But uh, it is it is unlike anything else. I have to tell you. Have you? No. It I, sounds I exactly like uh, the flu, but <laughs> I'm sure there's more to it. <laughs> it is. It's you know, the you, condor. It, it is like the flu in that you know you get a fever and mm-hmm. you're very sweaty and the barfing and yeah. the barfing. Oh yes, the yeah. barfing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So much barfing, but it is. <laughs> it really is unbelievable. I didn't know you can barf uncontrollably uncontrollably so much <laughs> for so many days on end. It yeah. is, I didn't know I had it that much inside. Yeah. I thought I was barfing I bones. think at a certain point it just gets dry, right? Well, okay. I feel like we're underselling it. Like, what 
obviously the barfing is kind of a side effect. It's not what people take it for. What are the like positive effects of ayahuasca that people take it for? You get uh, a sense of like um, a blank slate, as they call uh, Hakuna Matata. Oh, is that what they? Yes. Okay, is you, that where that phrase comes from? Yes, it come, people think, oh, maybe it's Nathan Lane singing and tap dancing or something. No, it comes from Madre Ayahuasca, the spiritual being inside of all of us that is connected through our spinal cords. Oh, um, interesting. wind us together through the lizard's path of life, through the endless sands and candles of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. I've never heard it put like that before, but I... Should not be surprised that yeah. that is how it's put. It uh, it gives you a, a, a sense of the true nature of the universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can give you a sense of your uh, purpose of life. Oh yeah, I mean, I've definitely thought about that. You know, like whether I'm on the right path, where I'm going, how I'm getting there. You know, stuff like that. And and the people that I know that have taken it, they've taken it to kind of like answer some sort of life question that they have. Uh, now what? makes you i don't mean to phrase this like an accusation but what makes you an expert on ayahuasca well um to it's i i to put it simply my mother is a witch and my father is a toucan and <laughs> so genetically i am predisposed it is in my blood i am i it is i am I was born around ayahuasca, and I have been around it my whole life. Your father is a toucan? Like, yes. Like the bird? A toucan? Like no, I like mean. the rapper. Of course, like the bird. <laughs> is, a Wait, is there he's a rapper named Toucan? Yeah. He's, uh, he's in uh, Central Peru. Oh, I've never heard you of him. You don't know yeah, Toucan? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's good? Toucan and Squiggy had this little rival. You don't have to You will look <laughs> it up on Wikipedia or whatever. But yes, my father is a toucan. He's a bird. I, wow. I, okay. I, I, my mother is, is that, a witch. Is he adoptive? <laughs> adoptive father or is your biological? I don't like to think about it. Okay. Um, I don't blame you for that, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I don't like to think about where yeah. I, I mean, I like to ponder where I came from and the meaning of life, but I don't like to picture my bird father fucking my witch mom. Yeah, I know. And then her laying an egg, you know, it's also... <laughs> well, th- he, we don't have to get too personal here. I don't want right. to make him too too uncomfortable. I apologize. <laughs> if you came out of a, an egg or a person, either way, we're really happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I feel yeah. accepted by you. Thanks. <laughs> okay, good. This I'm not sure about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you've been around ayahuasca your whole life. Uh, what do you feel like are... You know, maybe the uh, misconceptions people have about it. Oh, like it's a party drug. Like mm-hmm. people go and they just get, they go and get fucked up and wear feathers and play with fires and dance to horrible music. Yeah. It is, that is not the benefit it's like in the, the Burning purpose. Man group. Oh, please. <laughs> it's ayahuasca, not playahuasca. <laughs> okay? It is not for recreational purposes. It yeah. is... For the benefit, it's ceremonial, it is very personal, it is interpersonal, it is medicinal, it is multinational, it is a lot of words. <laughs> That's how often it's indescribable. Do you, uh, how often do you take ayahuasca? On a daily basis. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah, since I was, since three or four <laughs> years old, I have wow. been imbibing the uh, Madre Ayahuasca. Okay, see, so that sounds like it's probably like a really... Inte- like, how do you know what your normal is if you're just taking this really intense hallucinogenic drug every day? You get used to it. It's like anything. It's like having a limp. 
that you forget about eventually. And uh-huh. you're just like, oh, this is how I am now. I, I don't feel the pain in my heel. Maybe I do, but it just becomes a habitual part of your life. Uh-huh. Like a, a scar on your face that you look at in the mirror that disappears if you stare at it long enough. <laughs> your scar that disappears if you stare at it long enough? I had two scars under both eyes. They made me look like I had four eyes. And I <laughs> stared at them in the, in the puddle, in the <laughs> reflection, in the ground, outside, uh, in called Madre Tierra, Mother Dirt, a uh, little <laughs> village by my house. And I looked in the <laughs> a puddle. A little village by your house. <laughs> by my condominium. And <laughs> I stare and I stare. And by the way, these scars just culminated into tears and fell down my face and back into the puddle where they evaporated into a cloud and rained on top of me and I felt whole again. That's beautiful. That is really beautiful. I mean, how, just kind of like on a basic level, um, how do you find ayahuasca? What's it made out of? Like, what is it about ayahuasca that kind of has has those effects on on your body? Um, Well, I... um, the first time I had it, it was not actually introduced to me by my uh, my mother and my father. It's my big brother who taught me how to look for it, which basically ayahuasca is everywhere. He, really? Yes, it's very common. It's, uh, well, I, I remember he was hanging out with his friends in high school, and the secundaria, uh, as we call it, and he was having fun and drinking and smoking and I wanted to participate and he said, no, 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 no. This is not your path. You are not a party dude. You're not Michelangelo. You know, mm-hmm. you are more like a... He meant the Ninja Turtle Michelangelo? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. Not, uh, the pa- uh, that, not the painter. Not the painter. No, no, definitely okay. not the painter. Okay. The turtle yeah. with uh, <laughs> like to have a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he says... You know, please step away from my friends. <laughs> I, I was a younger sibling, so I got it. I understand that pain. Yes, so you I, always want to tag along. And, yeah. Yeah. Please let me play. Let me. Yeah. I want to party. Yeah. Go to the party. But he took me into the backyard and he said, this is this is your path. And then he uh, took uh, fango, which is mud and uh, some uh, twigs. It appeared to be like a eucalyptus or eucalyptus mint. And he boiled it um, in a barbecue with a lot of water. And he said, drink this. And I drank it. And I drank more. And he said, keep on drinking it uh, until, you don't, until you don't remember anything. And so I kept on drinking. And then I vomit and I barf and I barf and I barf. And then <laughs> next thing you know, I am alone in the street, disoriented, four-year-old boy, little boy. Wow. Well, what was it about the mud that he took from the backyard that he, how did he know that that there was ayahuasca in it? You know, he says he can sense it because it is very uh, spiritual. It's not something tangible, not something um, that you can touch, tactile. Well, but there, it does have specific chemical properties, right? Oh, yes, but there's something beyond chemicals that you learn about when you take it in by the ayahuasca. That is beyond chemical. Okay, well, that sounds a little circular, but... Okay, but continue. Sorry. There's circles. Yes, many circles. Every, you see the circles, everything tied together. Everything is spinning around uh-huh. in a circular fashion, 360 degrees, 720 degrees, 1440 degrees, 2880 degrees, <laughs> 56, 
70 degrees. Spinny. 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 Endless. Decimals, numbers, like the end of pi. The number, not oh, the movie. Okay. <laughs> or the pastry. Um, <laughs> okay. So since then, where where do you get your ayahuasca? Because, I mean, the people that I know that have taken it, it's a very complicated process. They have to go to really specific people who, you know, brew it. Those people are scammers. That is for people. I, am so, I don't mean to in insult anybody, but some people like to take advantage of American people. Like, say, like, um, American, it's like, a, maybe, like, a 30, 7-year-old American woman who lives by the beach, who is a little lost. Uh-huh. Um, people like to take their money and take them out into the forest and make them do these drugs, and it's a scam. It's uh -huh. like, oh, eat, pray, love. I'm going to take money from Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in that. Ayahuasca is all around. It's okay. in here. Well, and but so, how do you know that you're taking ayahuasca and not just, like, dirt? Because you vomit. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I would vomit from dirt, too. Have you had, uh, uh, have, have you ever set an intention before you've eaten the dirt? I mean, n not other than I'm going to eat this dirt. That okay. was generally my intention when I used to eat dirt when I was a kid. Okay, this is, I'll, I'll give you a very good example. Last year, around mm -hmm. May, I was feeling. Wait, what? What's this an example of? Of how <laughs> ayahuasca is everywhere. Okay, it's okay, abundant. great, 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 great. I was ayahuasca. <laughs> it's kidding, it's kidding, it's kidding. Just like ayahuasca. Fun. <laughs> yes, I was fun. <laughs> uh, I appreciated so, it. <laughs> thank you. I felt very lost, a little out of sorts, and the city was getting to me. A lot of traffic, a lot of smog, a lot of honking. Uh -huh. I, uncontrollable. My brain was. Um, is, Yes, a lot of clutter, you know, like the like hoarders, uh -huh. but with thoughts in my head. Yeah. And I decided I need to go out of the city. I go and decide I go to the Indio Valley, mm -hmm. outside the city, Coachella Valley. Yeah. I go there. I I I set an intention. I need to get away. I need to, but I I want to get away, but I want to feel the community of the world at the same time. Okay. I I I I look up into the heavens. And I set it in that intention, and I picked up. Uh, it's the barren desert. There's not much there. Yeah. So I pick up. I I, I started speeding, 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 speeding in the sand. I put a little bit of. Um, oh, you spit. Yeah, I spit. Oh, like, okay. Um, yeah, I thought you meant like Salaya. fast, like going going fast. Oh no, like no. a fast Spe rapper, like Eminem, yeah. like speeding. Yeah. No, no, like uh, my saliva. Yeah. I was Toucan the rapper Is he fast or slow? Oh he is slow <laughs> He is gliding over the Incas <laughs> Like a pan flute In a Paul Simon song <laughs> But I, I I take this dirt I spit on it I put a little Evian water And mm -hmm. a, a little bit of Evian A little bit of Fiji water I like to mix and match Okay <laughs> A little bit from The mountains A little bit from the tropics Yeah I take it I eat it I eat it, I eat it, I eat it. Next thing you know, I am vomiting until I have no energy left. And I am laying in the desert for three days until I am suddenly, I am surrounded by 80,000 people screaming, dancing, playing music, glow sticks, bands. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so this was in the Coachella Valley. Yes, yeah. in the Coachella Valley, <coughs> and uh, it's by Indio. It's by on the other yeah. side of the Yeah, okay. Riverside. I think I know what happened. Mm -hmm. 
Lisa, wait, you, you, you and I kind of had just like a eye contact moment there. Well, I just, you know, <clears throat> there's a huge, a huge music, music festival, festival that, that happens, happens out there. there. So, yeah. I mean, those people surrounding you, they were at a music festival. Yes, it is. I know I, it is. I co- it culminated from my, from that's the no, vision that I had. No, that <clears throat> just happens there every okay, year. Okay. Here's the no, thing. I, uh, Wait, she, no, no, no. I'm confusing what you, you are saying. You're saying that I did not experience these people grabbing for me to oh, see. Oh, you, you experienced, experienced it. it. Yeah, no, it was it was That real. definitely happened. But you just but ate a bunch of dirt and then they were there. It's, they're yeah, not related. You, it, it sounds like you ate dirt. Yeah. Yes, I did eat the dirt. <laughs> it but sounds I, right. <laughs> from what I understand. I don't, you did not imagine. That's people, not, that's not ayahuasca. Yes. You just ate a bunch of. Oh, I said, I you ate, did. You I did what your dirt. brother taught you to do. Yes, I ate the dirt, and then this. It. Someone said, someone, hey, hey, vampire weekend." Someone said that, <laughs> and I saw it. Everyone around me looked like a vampire <laughs> for the entire weekend. <laughs> Are you telling me that that is? I mean, uh, halabalu or no? Well, could you de- could you describe what you think a vampire looks like? Yes, it looks like a very tired <laughs> person. A very young, pretty, sexy, tired mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Wearing very little clothes. Uh-huh. Maybe like face paint, a little bit of face paint. Yeah, like... um, Like some feathers sewn into their hair. Yeah, like adamant, but like with a new twist. <laughs> Sarah, did you have any questions? By the way, yeah, you've been... Um, uh, if I was gonna try this, um, should I worry about it becoming addicted? Is it an addictive oh, that's a really thing? good question. Yeah, um, um, is it a gateway? Are you are you an addictive personality? Very that? much so. Okay. So I would be worried about that. Yeah. Um, it, it only is it a it is a gateway to the terrestrial plane. I will tell you that, but it is not addictive. There is no. It is a psychotropic drug. It is found in your spine. It is, it is the chemical that is released when you cross over to the spirit realm. I've heard that. It's the chemical that's released in your brain when you die, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's harvested from just any dirt. Yes. I do it every day, but I'm not addicted. I eat every dirt from the ground up or the ground in the <laughs> desert and the ground to the beach in Griffith Park. You know that place? Yeah. Yeah. I ate a little bit. For, I thought it was dirt, but it was an uh, old ashtray from the 1980s. Oh, uh, God. But it still worked. It still gave me barfing, <laughs> headache, <laughs> and visions. But I tell you, it's not. I don't, I don't believe it to be addictive. Okay, wait, I do it by choice because I prefer to know what it is like to be uh, beyond a human. Beyond the human? <laughs> okay, I think I know what you mean by that. You know. Can I ask you when you ate the ashtray from um, Griffith Park, uh, what visions did that give you? Okay. I <laughs> went, I walk, and I walk, I closed my eyes, and I kept on walking. It's a Chinese family. Okay. I saw a school, like maybe like 80 children smiling, dancing, walking towards a building that had um, like a tube that shot into the heavens to admire the stars. Oh, so you were at, yeah, at the observatory? That is what I saw, yes. Yeah, but that's that's there. That's there. That yeah. is there. That is there. I know. Yeah. I, that is a part of... 
my journey. Yeah. Can I ask you, um, have you ever uh, taken ayahuasca with anyone else? No, never. It's to me, it's a very personal, very personal. It's very temperamental. I would not, I, I don't, I, it's for me, it's private. I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody with how I react. Also, I don't want to take care of you. You're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to baby. And I, I wasn't put on this earth to be a babysitter. Right. What were you? That. What were you put on this earth for? Do you think? I'm still trying to discover it. Yeah. To be honest with you. Just taking so much ayahuasca to try and sort of figure that out is what it yes. sounds like. Yeah. Yes. But I'm not quite there, but I am getting there more and more every day. I can feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I can feel it. My teeth are. Is they're loose. Yeah. Well, I would imagine if you're just uh, f- forcing yourself to vomit every day, there's probably some stomach acid that's corroding your your dental enamel. Uh, if you want to bring science into it, that could, could, that could be very accurate. I really sorry. I did not want to bring science into it, but it just kind of came out. Sometimes it just happens with me. Um, well, I would ask you, you know, what advice you had for people who wanted to do ayahuasca, but I'm not totally sure that's uh, a responsible thing for me to do. Um, well, if, that makes if sense. you feel, <laughs> uh, you can visit my website or buy my book. They're, they're, they're by the same name as um, Aska Ayahuasca. It's, uh, Aska Ayahuasca? Aska Ayahuasca. It's a question. Any question you have, you go to the blog, you up, you up. Update or upload if you ha- if you upload it, but then you can update it too. But just upload your question, and I will try to answer it the best I can. Sometimes I put questions out there for people that are doing ayahuasca. Um, um, how many faces are in the sky? Uh, it's basic yeah. stuff for you to ponder cool. through your journey. Yeah. What kind of questions have you been getting? Um, why is this so crazy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get. Yeah. Um, what do you What do you say to that? What's your Someone said, "What's your problem?" Uh-huh. But that is, I actually think about that when I. I that is that, a pretty deep question. Yeah. What is What your is my problem? You know. Yeah. Is it just one? That's kind of like a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah, but then it does kind of force you to think. Like maybe I'll just narrow it down to one problem. Simplify. Yeah. God, that's really interesting. Thank you. See. Yeah. Okay, I'll probably visit the website then. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I have any more questions. Sarah, do you have any more questions? Yeah. You got your. I, you're, think I know what it is. You, yeah. 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 Well, you're good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. So, if people want to find out about you, they go to Ask Ayahuasca. Ask Ayahuasca. Okay. How's that spelled? A S K A A H U A S K A. Punto com. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, it's time now for what did I learn? <laughs> what did I learn? Lisa, what did what did you learn today? Um, don't sexually harass your employees unless you're very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> That's knowledge that you brought to the table today. Oh, yeah. Sarah, what did you learn today? I learned that I really want to see that documentary about Tanya Harding and Oh yeah. Um, That's right. It's, it's really good. Price of gold. For sure. I'll send you the article, too. It's yeah. really good. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah. Um, Manny, uh, what did you learn today? Uh, haters gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> what, what part of the show taught you that? <laughs> I No, uh, it was supposed to be related to the show. Yeah, yeah, oh, sorry. No. Oh, no, I just learned that today on a t-shirt in the bus. Oh, um, okay. But I thought it was very valuable, like, no matter what. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs>
I learned that um, there is a magical kingdom waiting for me that uh, ran out of money and had to sell itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but maybe with the help of ayahuasca, I can go back to the other world kingdom, uh, even if it doesn't have like an actual physical existence. Um, yeah, okay. That, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening to yet another episode of Baby Geniuses Podcast. Unless this was your first episode, in which case, thank you for listening to your first episode. <laughs> uh, please rate us and subscribe on iTunes. Um, email us at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lisa Draws. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. And thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yay. Yay. Geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses.